Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Ben Canfield. Ben is a head bowling coach at Grand Canyon University. Ben himself, a collegiate player and standout at Arizona State University. Ben, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. All right, Ben. Well, this is your seventh year coaching now at Grand Canyon University. It seems like uh, we chatted back when you first got the gig as you've been progressing in this uh, in this coaching endeavor for yourself after you graduated from college there. So let's begin with what have, uh, as you look back on things, can you reflect on, on you as a coach, you know, in your first couple of years to where you are now in your seventh year there with the team? I, I think it's pretty crazy um, the journey that I've, I've been on. I definitely wouldn't have forecasted it um, even at the start, uh, but I'm super grateful that um, that we've received a lot of support from the university to build the program in the way that we have. And, uh, you know, the bowlers that have came in to the, to the team and, and stepped up in the leadership roles have really, uh, you know, worked with me to, to build a, a really cool destination here on the West Coast for college bowlers to come compete at. So, I think the, the first word that comes to mind is that I'm grateful um, and, and also excited for the future. And how much were you able – I mean, you had a successful career there at Arizona State. How, how much of that played a part into you then rolling into this, you know, into your position in coaching? And then the, did you find that hard to transition uh, from, you know, being in the in the Cincy area as a, as a student athlete and then – going into the coaching role or was that pretty easy for you? It wasn't too difficult. Uh, I think it, w- it was pretty natural. Uh, when I was at ASU, I was the captain for a few years, so I, I ran a lot of the behind-the-scenes logistics. Um, so I knew how, how to approach a college bowling season from that regard. And then uh, it was very easy for me to translate over what I had learned on the lanes and, you know, the different ball motions and um, you know, lineup changes that you want to see to be successful, um, you know, at the highest level of college bowling. So I, I think it was, if I had rated out of 10, it was maybe like a, a four or five in a difficulty to, to make that transition. And Ben, you guys, your season got, got started off to a very great start earlier this month where you guys went out to San Jose and ended up getting, uh, getting, uh, victories at the Tony Reyes Memorial Classic one and two. So let's talk about, uh, talk about that tournament for you guys and what, and what went right for you ultimately that you were able to come out on top. A lot, a lot went right. We, uh, we have a great group of, of guys, uh, that were there on the lanes and then also um, on our JV teams back at um, and women's teams back at home in Arizona. And, and so the support that we've been able to have um, as a collective group has helped us practice really hard uh, to get ready. And with basically having last year as a, as a wipe, like we didn't get to leave the state. And so I think the guys were just really, really eager to get out there and compete. 
And once they got those jitters, um, you know, the first couple game jitters out of the way, like we were off and rolling and uh, the communication was really, really good. And I think we just have a really solid amount of talent this year to uh, be able to lean um, on everyone equally. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was great. You know, you can't ask for a better way to start a season. So we've talked to different coaches that have JV teams like you guys do, but I'm curious how you guys handle it and how you treat that team and how you work with them and, and what your balance is and, and just your overall philosophies with that team. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that I had to learn as, as we grew. Right When I started, we had a, a mixed team, men and women, and then we expanded to separate men's and women's teams, and now we have 21 men so that equates to three or two jv teams and a varsity team and my biggest thing that i tell the bowlers is where you start the the season isn't where you finish and so there's friendly competition there and people are going to move up and they're going to move down and uh, if somebody earns the opportunity to to show me what they got on the varsity squad then i'm willing to give that to them if it's you know one tournament after they start the season or if it's not until the last tournament of the season uh, you know, I, I like to have, um, you know, that balance there and that uh, that flexibility to, to um, you know, move around the rosters. And um, at practice, I I try to mix everyone together so that, uh, you know, we can create those, those positive relationships, whether you're the best bowler on the team or the worst bowler on the team per se. Uh, I want there to be a connection there because who's to say somebody that practices super hard for the first three months of the year isn't going to get an opportunity on the varsity team come January or February. Yeah, that, uh, it, that's a, a you know, really good point. I mean, sometimes, especially when you're looking at uh, somebody's skills or maybe their, how they're playing at a certain time or when they have a little breakthrough moment, it's kind of hard to, to just kind of sort of set your roster and be, you know, be stuck for uh, such a long time. If somebody's really kind of rising to the occasion or they're, they end up being a real good mix, uh, personality-wise on the team and such, I would imagine you want to put them right in. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think I've also learned there's a lot um, that you can learn from maybe putting your seventh, eighth man and letting them bowl JV for a tournament or two and kind of seeing how they lead those guys and, uh, you know, prove to you that, that they deserve that spot. Um, I think that can be very valu- a very valuable way to approach it as well. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Hey, there's something we have in common Ben, and this is something I don't I don't know if we've ever had this. Uh, not that we go explore this topic a whole lot, but when you're talking about the relationships and um, and actually one of the things I've always kind of been interested in is uh, personality type. And I was actually looking in my my little research, and do you know that you and I and it's a one in sixteen chance we have the exact same personality type? Is that something you kind of follow and incorporate that in the team as well too? ISTJ. Uh. So I've never done Myers Briggs with the team. Um, in the past, I've I've used uh, it's called Strengths Finder, um, which kind of mm. uh, lists the, uh, a given person's top five strengths. Um, and and I've explored that. Um, and so I've I've never like put everybody on the the you know sixteen uh, category chart like that. Um, but I think it's just helpful for me to know th- these are how I, this is how I process things and this is how I view it. And um, if I can use that to relate to a bowler, if it comes up in a one-on-one meeting or at a tournament, I, I think uh, it's, it's a, it's an easy way to get people to connect and understand, you know, where I'm coming from as a, 
as a person. Yeah, and we actually had it storm here. Uh, we actually had that one year, uh, actually company-wide, the strengths finder. We actually went through that exercise uh, here, and all of us uh, went through and, you know, basically determined, you know, what, what our, our top five strengths are. And it was a really fascinating exercise. i got to imagine a, a similar, whether it was personality type like that or, or like you had just mentioned there, uh, to, to go through that, that process and just kind of see how everybody – sort of interrelates and it brings what kind of a maybe a value or a, a, a like a strength to the table like what is there what is somebody's strong suit yeah totally i i think it's uh it's super important to to use resources like that in a in a team building um you know area of life so you mentioned last year with covid and and everything how it wasn't you know you guys weren't able to leave the state now COVID's a, a part of life, you know, we're, we're all f- dealing with it and facing it. And as a collegiate team, what are some of the, the challenges it brings to you guys? And then how are you guys working through them? I mean, I know one I thought of right off the bat, just, just one thing regarding your JV team. Every bowler has to be ready because if you start getting close contacts and you start getting people out due to COVID, you might be on the JV one week and next week you're having to shoe up and, and go into competition due to COVID. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, it's, it's ever evolving as we know. And, uh, you know, I know what our university's policies are and, you know, what USBC collegiate's policies are. And so you know, we just kind of got to abide, abide by those and be patient and understand that, uh, things are going to happen and we're just going to have to adapt. And so, uh, that's where having, like you mentioned, a deep roster, uh, c- could come into play. Um, you know, who's to say? It doesn't happen before, you know, the week of a tournament sometime this year. Like I'd say the odds are probably higher <laughs> than lower of that. So, um, everybody is aware on the team of, of what the protocols are. And, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to do what, what the powers that be, um, you know, instruct us to do and trust our medical staff and, and go from there. How difficult has it been recruiting for you? Honestly, it, it hasn't been, um, as bad as you would think. I mean, I got to go back to Junior Gold this summer, so that was helpful. Um, and we've actually been able to use Zoom um, and, and conference calls like that um, more frequently. And so that has made it easier to connect on a personal level with some recruits one-on-one. You know, I have a calendar link in my email that any student that gets an email from me can click on it and schedule a time, um, set up a Zoom call or a phone call. Um, so I, I think it's... Uh, once we adapted to it, it, it really hasn't hindered it at all. And um, GCU is pretty open to campus visits and has been for a while. So um, I think I think we're lucky to be in that position. And when it comes to your freshmen, you have a freshman come into the program. Hopefully, they stick with you all the way through and graduate. What is uh, what are a, a few takeaways you hope they have after they've left your program? My biggest desire for anyone that comes into the program and, and bowls for that long is uh, that they develop really good relationships with not only me, but, but with their fellow teammates. And uh, one of the things that I, I love the most in looking back at my collegiate career is just those relationships, those guys that I might bowl nationals with every year or, you know, go to a wedding and, and have a big reunion um, of you know, my team from 2013 or, or whatever it may be. And so I want to create an environment that they can experience that. And I know that journey is a little bit different for each person, but 
uh, I want them to have memories that aren't necessarily, yeah, we won this tournament or that tournament, but it's, you know, I have this friend for life and, you know, I learned this thing about myself because of collegiate bowling um, that will propel them, you know, in a different facet as they move on from their time at GCU. Hey, speaking of open, open championships there, you've had some success there and, uh, are you still able to uh, participate in that each and every year? And uh, what's, what's that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I got off to a really good start and haven't haven't done much since. Uh, but I bowled this past summer. I think I shot like eighteen forty. Um, we had like we had a pretty good team score. I think we finished in the top fifty. Um, so that was great. Um, and doubles and singles was all right. So. Um, it just depends on how, how much uh, time on the lanes I get. And to be honest, it's not much anymore. I'm, I'm in the bowling center a lot, but um, my passion for competing, you know, definitely isn't as high as it used to be. But I, I'm going to bowl the Open Championships every year that I can. I think I've been there seven times now. Um, so hoping to keep that up. I was going to say, I don't think uh, I don't think I see uh, doing a lot of bowling anymore. Ben, is that it sounds like that's by choice, right? Or is it something you hope to, I mean, we say as things aren't quite as crazy, you've been at this now seven years, but um, are you hoping or maybe to compete more on your end as, as far as uh, tournaments and even league plays and such? I think there will come a time where, where that uh, passion comes back. Um, but I, I think my focus has just shifted to creating, you know, as good of an experience as I can for the team and, and with 30 plus students in the program, like that's a lot of work. That's a lot of time on the lanes. And um, also, you know, want to be able to spend time with uh, my wife and our dogs and, you know, doing all, all, all that, you know, spend time with family, I think is, is important to have that balance. So, um, you know, if, if a situation arrives, arises where I can bowl a tournament, uh, like I think I'm going to bowl a, a junior adult tournament with one of my bowlers, Next month, you know, I'll get on the lanes and I'll practice and I'm going to mm-hmm. you know, have fun competing and, and feel those juices flowing. But as far as like a consistent competitive um, tournament schedule, I, I don't think I'm at that point. But I'm definitely not ruling it out um, for good, for sure. Well, and for, I mean, for where you're at, too, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to bowl in Las Vegas, it seems like, I tell you. I mean, just the, the South Point, like where we had the Open Championships there in between, you've got a couple big... Uh, collegiate tournaments coming up pretty soon there as well too, don't you? Is this with the Sin City Open? I think is one of them. There's a, is it the Orleans? Is that right? Coming up in so, January? Yeah, yeah, that's in January, and then we'll also be there for the Tier One tournaments in December. Um, mm. So, and those are national fields, right? And so that's really the true litmus test of of where we're at as a program for the year, uh, because you got 40 plus teams from all over the country, and you know all the big names in the sport come out for that. So, uh, yeah, we're excited. We, we love our trips to Vegas and, uh, we'll be ready. All right. Well, we might as well be getting a, a GCU condo there. I, I keep thinking that for storm <laughs> as many bowlers as we, <laughs> that we have to go down to Vegas for stuff and how many hotel nights you spend there. It's like, man, we should have a, a house or a town home or something. Yeah. It would definitely pay for itself over the years. That's for sure. All right, well, Ben Canfield, head bowling coach there at Grand Canyon University, located in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. I want to thank you for being here on the podcast, and all the best of luck with you and the team, and we'll be catching up with you again down the road. 
Sounds great. Thank you guys so much for having me on.